I'd like you to imagine this morning uh, that your best friend gives you a gift. This best friend is giving you a gift every single day of your life. Every day your friend wants to give you a gift. What would it be like to receive a gift from someone you care about every single day? Well, I would suspect like most of us, we, we get busy from time to time, or we're tired, or we just don't feel like heading over to our friend's house to receive that gift every day. So sometimes we leave the gift there. We don't pick it up. We don't receive it every day. And we find on the days when we bother to go and pick up that gift that it's always something that we really needed. Maybe it's a small thing, some days maybe a little bit bigger gift, but it's always something that we needed. And imagine that one day you ask your friend, what happens to all those gifts that I didn't take, that I didn't receive from you? Where do those gifts go? And your friend tells you that he offers those gifts to someone else, sort of a re-gifting, if you will. My brothers and sisters, 11 years ago, I stood before a priest with my hand stretched out like this. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but I wanted to open my heart to whatever God wanted to do in that moment. So I stood there like this with my hands out, my eyes closed, and I didn't realize it at that moment, but Jesus had a gift that he wanted to give me. And it was a gift that only Jesus could give me. It was a powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit on my life. And as I stood there with my hands out and the priest prayed over me with his hands over me, I fell over backwards on my back and I received this beautiful gift. And I didn't fully understand it at the time, but I knew that I had received something very, very wonderful and beautiful. My life changed from that moment on in ways that I never could have imagined. But Jesus wasn't done with me yet. He had more gifts for me. He wanted to heal me from the brokenness that I had, from a childhood growing up in an alcoholic family, from my childhood, my adolescence, some very difficult and painful times that scarred me a little bit. And so Jesus began to open those wounds up and began to heal them. He wanted to teach me to trust in him more. And so he put me in the school of suffering so I could learn that he was always the answer to every problem I had in my life, everything that I was seeking. Jesus had still more gifts for me. He gave me the gift of writing music, despite the fact that I had no formal training in notating music and very minimal musical ability. He gave me beautiful songs and beautiful words and a way to put those to music. He gave me gifts in prayer to pray with people who were hurting and in need. And he allowed me to stand with people who were experiencing spiritual oppression and isolation and bring his healing presence to those people. Well, he had more gifts for me. One day he tapped my wife on the shoulder and said, I think your husband should be a deacon. 
And so my wife turned to me one day and said, I think that you should become a deacon. I think this is what God wants you to do. And praise God, I'm here today as a deacon ordained and serving in this beautiful parish. God told me when, when that tap on the shoulder came, he told me he would move every rock out of the way because I had a long list of things, long list of reasons why I didn't think this was going to work out. He said, don't worry, I'll take care of those things. And praise God, every one of those rocks moved out of the way so that I could go through the seminary and become ordained. My brothers and sisters, today we hear about this beautiful image of the sower and the seed. And in very many ways, we are like that soil that that, uh, the Lord talks about today, that rich soil that receives the rain and receives the seed and receives the sunlight so that we can grow and bloom and flourish. One of the most important lessons in our school of discipleship is to open our hearts to the gifts that Jesus wants to give us to learn to receive. And the ironic thing is, we need to learn to receive before we can truly give. For it is in receiving that we have something that we can then give to another. So we need to be open, but how? We need to open our hearts, all of us, to the action and power and working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we begin doing that with prayer. Prayer is the first way that we meet Jesus. You know, in just a few weeks, we're going to have a beautiful thing happen here in our parish that Adoration Chapel is under construction, and we're hoping by this fall sometime that we will be able to open that chapel and every one of us will have an opportunity to visit that chapel and spend time with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. I can tell you from my own personal experience that if you would commit an hour a week before the Blessed Sacrament, you will find grace flowing in your life like you have never seen before, not only for yourself, but for your family, your friends, for this parish community, and even people who don't even know us, who live around in this area, that grace is going to flow powerfully. Well, a second way we open our hearts to the Holy Spirit is through trust. As we grow in prayer, as we place ourselves more and more before the Lord, we begin to trust more and more that he is the one who gives everything that we need. It's his hand that is moving in our lives. And we see that the Lord provides always for our needs, not always for our wants, but always for what we need, exactly when we need it and the exact amount that we need. We open our hearts to the action of the Holy Spirit in our lives when we learn to practice detachment, detachment from the things of this world, As we grow in prayer and we grow in trust, we begin to see that Jesus provides everything that we need. And so we don't have to worry anymore and we don't have to be so attached to these things of the world because there's now more time for God in our life. As we open our hearts more and more to the action of the Holy Spirit, through prayer, through trust, through detachment, we begin to experience an interior peace. And this is the peace 
that St. Paul talks about in the letter to the Philippians, a peace that is beyond all human understanding, a beautiful peace. We know that God never abandons us or leaves us, and so even when the boat starts to rock a little bit, things get a little bit shaky in our lives, we're able to maintain that calm and that peace, knowing that God has a plan for us. Well, let us remember that we are in this school of discipleship all of our lives. In our parish community in this next couple of years, we're focusing on this idea of being disciples of Christ and in looking at how we can more and more model our lives after Christ. When we come to Jesus like little children who stand in need of only what he can give us, when we open our hearts to the working of the Holy Spirit, and when we're happy to receive all the gifts that God has for us, our lives will be transformed. How many of us here this morning regularly ask God to give us a gift? I'm not talking about a nicer car or a fatter bank account. Sure, we would love to have those things. But spiritual gifts. How many of us think every day to ask God to gift us with what he wants to give us that day? And how many of us come to Mass expecting nothing? I know I do. We come empty-handed. And sometimes we leave the same way because we didn't really open our hearts to receive what it is that God wants to give us in this Eucharist. There is a fountain of grace that flows through the Eucharist and the proclamation of God's word at every single Mass. And we're invited to drink deeply of that fountain of grace. Well, I'd like to do one more thing this morning, and that is to give you an experience of this receiving of a gift from the Lord. Um, so I want to invite you, if you are comfortable, just to close your eyes and relax in the spot where you're sitting. And I'd like you to imagine that Jesus is standing in front of you right now. And notice what he looks like. Notice his face. What color is his skin? Do you see him with long hair or short hair? Do you see him as tall in stature or shorter in stature? Notice what he's wearing. Now, I invite you now to gaze deeply into his eyes and notice what color those eyes are. What color do you see his eyes as being? And notice that he's smiling at you with that beautiful smile, that beautiful gaze of love. And Jesus reminds you in this meeting of the story when he healed the blind man by asking him this question, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Jesus is asking you that question now. What is the gift? that you desire this morning in your life? What is the gift that you most need to receive today from Jesus? I invite you, when you feel ready, to receive the gift that he wants to give you today in this Eucharist, just to place your hands out in front of you as you would to receive a gift. Simply place your hands out in front of you to receive what it is 
that Jesus wants to give you this morning. And as you receive that gift that Jesus wants to give you, take a moment now and thank him for the gift that he's given you today, this beautiful gift. You may not know right in this moment what that gift is, but trust that he has gifted you now and receive that gift with gratitude. When you feel ready, just feel free to open your eyes again and come back to this place. My brothers and sisters, to be disciples, we must first receive. Just as this rich soil in our gospel today is able to receive the sun and the rain and the seed and bring forth a bountiful harvest, so too in our lives we must open our hearts to receive from Jesus' boundless fountain of grace and mercy. Amen.